moment you stop you decide to stop learning now what i mean by learning is not academic learning anything you have to you have to learn keep learning keep upgrading yourself the moment you start stop doing that you start dying you know, that's the reality of life when the enthusiasm of the youth encounters the wisdom of experts that is when we are creating a future that is inspiring for all of us hello and welcome to the inspiring the future podcast my name is suganya sundaram mother to a super child sales professional for 11 years and your host for this show in our show we connect with people who have been there and done that and make them share their stories strategies and best practices to help us transform our lives excel in our business or career our guest today is a pharmacist with an mba and working experience in neurotypicals and pharmaceutical industries both in india and different countries like usa europe australia etc He has 13 years of experience in this industry and is an inspires to learning new solutions to help people live better lives. Listeners, let's welcome today Abhay Thomas and hear about his inspiring story. Welcome Abhay. Thank you, Suganya. So Abhay, please tell us, I mean, uh, before we get started and, you know, get to know a little bit more about you and our listeners would be, of course, waiting to hear about you. Before we get started there, I think um, the first thing I want to ask is what made you interested in taking uh, marketing as a profession, as a career option? Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you, Suganya, for that question. You know, uh, see, I mean, uh, you know, if you look at the domain that I've been in, it's been in healthcare, right? And in healthcare, of course, there's a lot of signs. Uh, but unfortunately, what happens is, you know, uh, people don't know how to communicate it, right? and that's where marketing plays an important role in in kind of really communicating the benefits of the science to both consumers and customers and that is what inspired my my passion for science and uh, my passion for marketing probably brought the you know brought both of me together into that profession and you know that's something that i'm passionate about and that's how i built my career around excellent i think we'll talk a little bit more about uh, marketing and and the profession itself but before we do i think um, to talk about you and to understand more you know how uh, how you became the person that you are today professionally or personally um, you know if i if i if you were to put that all into three events in your life what would you say those uh, three life changing events would be three events right so i w- i would say that you know uh, primarily uh, probably you know uh, you know when i was in school i was not a very studious student uh but i think you know the awakening came when i was in my 10th grade you know 10th grade somehow i you know i woke up from my slumber and i realized that i need to do something make a difference with my life so that probably was the first awakening i must say that i had uh, then second uh, as i mentioned earlier i i like science you know and i i, I was very clear that i wanted to kind of uh, follow pursue something on science but i also uh, noticed that i had these skills within myself about you know leadership communication all those kind of things but i was not very sure at that time what profession i would take uh, probably like all those people in our generation okay we had few options you know either take medicine or engineering and likewise i decided to take medicine but i could not qualify right and, and that was another turning point for me where i had to decide okay now uh, what next but i decided okay i'm going to take pharmacy as a as a as a you know in persuasion to what i wanted to do it's also kind of related to medicine some somewhat different but but it's certainly related to that and i decided to excel in it you know that is the second wake up call i must say that i took and third of course when i joined uh, my professional career i was fortunate to start with a big company at that time the largest pharmaceutical company right back see and uh, 
that was another awakening moment when i realized that okay uh, that you have to really constantly learn to stay ahead of the game you know to differentiate yourself i would say these are the three pivotal moments that have shaped my uh, my personality as well as my career so far excellent i i would want to go back to uh, you know the 10th grade uh, part that you had mentioned um so that's a very early age to have that kind of an awakening i mean most of us i think uh, at 12th uh, results is when we start to when it starts to click in and you know you start realizing that something is not right and we really need to you know, put our uh, eggs in our basket so If, I mean, what exactly probed you to kind of bring that on at such an early age? Yeah, so I mean, I, I felt that you know, I, I somewhere felt that my potential was not being utilized. You know, I think uh, God has given us the potential. You know, and uh, probably it's not fair on my side if I do not utilize it. You know, I'm just wasting it away. And I, I would certainly attribute that to my calling. You know, probably you know, I would call it God who gave me that awakening that you know, okay, time to wake up. Uh, make sure you utilize your potential. Life is just once. one opportunity that you get and you know you have to make sure that at least what or what given potential you have you have to utilize it so i got that uh, awakening probably at that age you know and uh, from there i've never looked back excellent i think that's a huge takeaway for our listeners as i mentioned to you earlier as well i mean the people that we're trying to kind of uh, reach out here are the gen x and the millennials so we're hoping of course you know the the kids who are actually in 10th and 12th to realize how important that is to to reach at an early stage because then you have so much of time to kind of just put everything together and reach that uh, potential of yours that you that you are capable of that's so that's amazing amazing uh, i think give away to our listeners for sure so these are of course i mean very few events that probably shaped you and to become what you are today and be many many more uh, that obviously we could not cover cover today in our show but if you were to put um, those journeys and uh, you know those other events as well into a book then uh, what would you call it and why okay that's a good question so if i went to put my life into a, a biography or an autobiography i think see uh, what i've realized especially for the million audience you know i would probably quote uh, albert einstein who once said that you know the moment you stop learning is when you start dying so the title of my book is what i would give us stop learning start dying you know I, I, that's the reality of life today you know uh, especially for the millennials who are hearing me uh, this is very important for you to understand the moment you stop you decide to stop learning now what i mean by learning is not academic learning anything you have to you have to learn keep learning keep upgrading yourself the moment you start stop doing that you start dying you know that's the reality of life and i and i would say that is my that is the title i would give to my book inspired of course by albert einstein Excellent. I think that's an amazing, amazing uh, title to have. If uh, I mean, and, and that's an amazing growth hack for for our millennials, like you said. You know, keep learning is something that they always and, and never stop. No matter what age you reach or you know what age you are, it could be learning in terms of your professional or personal growth, whichever, uh, whatever it is. So, if we are to talk about more growth hacks that you would want to leave our uh, millennials with uh, to shape their dreams into reality, what do you what would you say those would be apart from keep learning yeah so i think see uh, one one very important thing is you know early on we need to have a purpose and goal in life right uh, what do you want to be you know have some purpose you know because see i see uh, many of my millennials who i interact with they do not really have any goals you know they just want to live for the day not really uh, concerned about what's there for tomorrow that's good in a way but that's more cliche that's not the real world you know that's that's not the real world real world is where you need to have purpose and a goal 
And if you have purpose and a goal, and you're clear on what you want to do, and then you can focus on working towards it. For example, just to give you a practical example, mm-hmm. what I do is every year at the beginning of the year, we all take resolutions, right? I take a goal, uh, and and what I do is I for I prepare a plan to follow it up, you know, with uh, various actions, and I make uh, my friends accountable for it. So if I do not follow my goals, they ask me, "What's the status of your goals?" So I'm accountable for them in terms of okay, making sure that somebody's there to monitor. So I need to at least pursue my goals, right? So it's very important to have that purpose and goal early on in your life. I know probably for many leaders who are listening to me, you might think that it is too overwhelming. But but believe me, you know, don't you don't have to take major goals right now. Say you want to take a goal of uh, adding new skills. You want to learn music, for example, right? And you put that as a goal. You want to learn swimming, you know, you, or you want to do some new sport, whatever it is, right? Or you want to take a new uh, language, whatever it is, you put that small goals into your into your plan, and you make it successful first. Take smaller goals first, enjoy the success, and then you take bigger, bigger goals moving forward. Because at this phase of your life, you have a lot of time, and you should make sure that your time is effectively utilized, right? And and second, very important thing is uh, surround yourself with genuine people who will give you critical feedback. This is also very important. don't surround yourself with people who will give you uh, you know things that you would like to hear right uh, and unfortunately many of the people today in facebook instagram are living a fake life it's not the real world uh, you know they will just give you likes and you know and good impressions uh, and that creates a kind of a bubble personality right that is out there but again that's not the real world so surround yourself with genuine people people who are really interested in you you can be your friends your family members who will give you critical feedback and have the humility to take those feedbacks positively right i've learned this uh, recently from marshall goldsmith one of the you know accounts uh, uh, one of the one of the world's greatest uh, i would say uh, management thought leader who said that you know when people give you feedback you have to receive it positively because they are taking their time out to give you feedback and it's very important that you respect that and value that and put that into practice because it's for your own good right so that is second uh, i mean uh, second probably uh, suggestion i would ha- i would give and another important thing is take time out for introspection right this is also very very important right because today we are all busy and we can get into a rut of being busy doing our own activities day in day out without knowing why we are doing what we are doing right pause take breaks introspect figure out what am i really doing is there a purpose of what i'm doing uh, am i really enjoying what i'm doing then you can do course corrections early on right later when you realize that this is not what you want to do it might be too late and you might be stuck up with something that you cannot change so pause introspect course correct move forward i think these are three growth hacks probably i would suggest to my millennial friends because this has helped me personally and i strongly believe these are practical tips that i'm giving you it will help you also in your journey of life wow i think that's amazing that's very very important and it's very important to um for someone to kind of make us realize like you said you know they are getting that feedback the critical feedback and all that is something that we um are very uh, skeptical to uh, when you come to a, after a certain age and when you when it starts happening at an earlier age i think it's easier to kind of take take it all in and learn out of it instead of actually holding it in as like an ego ego battle so so that's amazing uh, amazing takeaway so coming back to you i think uh, there's uh, one more thing that i i really wanted to un- um, you know talk to you about was uh, your hobby of collecting fish magnets so I understand that you love traveling, and how? Uh, so, from where all do you have your uh, magnets collected so far? Okay, yeah, I mean, I, 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 my, my fridge is almost full of them, right? And my wife is complaining there is yeah. no space. Yeah. You know? 
I've, I've been fortunate to travel across many countries around the world, you know, around the continents. Uh, so some of the major places, you know, say Hollywood, be Las Vegas, be it, you know, including Brazil, Chile, uh, you know, Paris, New York. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, pretty much um, all over, uh, I would say Europe, Asia, uh, Australia, all those places. So, I mean, I try to collect those unique uh, fridge magnets that serves as, uh, you know, memorials, uh, testimonies to those great places and the stories, those, you know, uh, those mem memories, you know, with those fridge magnets. So that's something that I, that I love to do. So, uh, which is, I think, uh, your most favorite uh, destination that you love traveling to? I think, uh, yeah. So I think Switzerland would be my favorite destination. Yeah. I, I kind of go there every year as a part of my work also. Uh, so Switzerland has been a great place to go to. The, the beauty, every time you go, you know, it really captivates you and inspires you. And, and you know, it's a, it's a nice, certainly a beautiful place. A must visit place, I must say. Amazing. So that, that's really nice to hear. I mean, uh, so do you still, I mean, of course, with such an hectic uh, professional life and, you know, with the marketing and, and, and a lot of traveling happening, of course, in marketing profession as well. So do you get time to do your personal travels as well? Or is it always uh, mostly with the work? Okay. So I, I kind of make it a point to take uh, timeouts as much as possible, because I certainly believe in, you know, recharging yourself as I told about introspection, right? So these are the times that I take out, of course, spending time with the family and you know, those kind of things. So uh, personal travel also, I, I enjoy a lot. Uh, I try to take my family out as much as possible. We also go for, uh, you know, tours at least locally or internationally whenever possible. I mean, we all enjoy together traveling. So that's also a time out with the family and also a time to recharge and introspect and, uh, you know, and do those course corrections. Great. So on that note, I think I'm going to just quickly play uh, something called a rapid fire that we have on our show, just to understand a little bit more about you. So you can uh, answer in quick, uh, you know, one words, or you can actually uh, elaborate if you if you wish to. Yeah. Okay. Let's start. So early morning or late night? Early morning. Yeah. Marketing or any other profession? Marketing, I would say. Cake or ice cream? Ice cream. Beaches or mountains? Mountains. Movies or dinners? Uh, thrillers. Long drives or long walks? Uh, long walks. So ATL, BTL, events and digital marketing, how would you rate them? Okay, so there is no straight answer to that. It depends <laughs> on the listening again. Uh, but today I would say digital is the, you know, the, the most important channel. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. According to you, uh, you can rate them from your preference to the last. Okay. Again, it would depend on the industry. Uh, if it's a B2C, it, I obviously I'll give for Facebook and you know Instagram. But if it's B2B, it will be LinkedIn. But um, what are you usually on? Okay, I'm usually on. Where I'm can usually you on find Abey uh, on? I'm usually on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm not really so active on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, so Facebook, I think it's pretty much died down as well with all the, even, even the, I'm sure you won't find any millennials there either, so. <laughs> Reading or traveling? Traveling, yeah. Money or power? Okay, I would say money more than power. The love or friendship? Love, of course. Excellent. Yeah, I think uh, I was hoping for you to get stuck somewhere in between one of the questions, but I guess you covered them all very well and you have a pretty good clarity in life about what you want. So moving forward, I think we're getting very close to our um, you know end of the show. Okay. 
Um, one thing I, I, you know, before we, of course, close the show tonight, one thing I would want to ask, of course, for our millennials to understand. Um, so have you been working a lot with the Gen X uh, lately? You, uh, have you interacted with them? Uh, Gen X? Uh, okay, so uh, in the current business that I am in, I have a mixed audience, I must say, right? Uh, so um, I, I, I certainly would be, I, I interact with Gen X who are my team, teammates and, you know, my colleagues. I interact with them. But not primarily from a customer standpoint, I would say less. So, but uh, how how has your experience been so far with the millennials? Okay. So I think see today uh, the millennials are you know they're very aspirational you know they're very aspirational I'm seeing them they're very aspirational, and uh, you know they have that uh, you know uh, that confidence that I can I can I can do it I can achieve things that is very good for the millennials you know. Uh, and you know, uh, I think probably also the good thing is that most of them are good, really, very nice, highly educated, and all those things. But uh, but on a flip side, what I sometimes felt is that you know sometimes people come with the mindset of being entitled. You know, uh, so uh, I think you know that is where probably you know the millennials can work on, because probably in, in the generation that I grew up, uh, of course, things are not easily available. But today, everything is easily available. And, and that creative creates that, you know, uh, that um, understanding of the expectation gap. So when millennials come to work in a corporate, uh, you know, uh, so they have to be able to understand the culture of the corporate, culture of the workplace and adapt to that, right? So this mindset shift and this awareness is actually very important because when you go into the real life, you will find a mixed people, uh, you know, millennials will be there, others will be there. But understanding and, you know, making sense of what environment, what what work environment you are in, what culture you are in is very important for you to adapt to that environment. Excellent. I think amazing. That's a huge takeaway for our millennials to also to, uh, you know, uh, understand how it works and how people feel about them, uh, you know, walking into the industry and, and kind of uh, taking over our, uh, you know, long years of uh, expertise that has been put in there. So it's amazing to hear that. Thank you so much. I think that's a lot of takeaway that we had today in our sessions and our millennials had a lot to learn from what you had to give them. So one last final question, what I want you to leave them with is who inspires you to do what you do today? Okay. So for the millennials, you know, my role model might not sound very attractive. Uh, I, I, I certainly follow uh, you know, Jesus Christ as my role model, you know, now why, why I do that is, uh, I mean, of course, people think about Jesus Christ as a religious uh, figure, but I do not see him that way. It was, in fact, if you ask me, management guru, right? The concept of servant leadership that we talk about today, he demonstrated it. And what appeals me to me uh, the most is walking the talk, right? Uh, that's something that is some that is really inspiring me, and that is something that I try to do on a day-to-day -day basis. It's easy to preach; you can preach for the rest of your life, but walking the talk is what is it really inspires me, and that's, that's something that I'm trying to put into practice in my life as well. Excellent. I think that's amazing to hear. That's uh, I think that's the first time that I've gotten um, a non—I mean, a religious but a non-religious answer to that uh, that question. So it's really, really nice to hear. And it was amazing talking with you. I think we definitely want to have you back once again. There's a lot more to discuss and a lot more to talk about. Thank you. Thank you so thank much, Suginia. Thank you for having me with you.